0: G'day guys, welcome back to beers and Breakevens for round 17. We've got State of Origin kicking off tonight, but we have got a pretty rough round of Supercoach coming your way after that that we've got to deal with, bringing in my co-host. Big T-Rex, you missed me last week or what?
1: I, I actually did miss you a little bit, mate, and then I thought, oh, you know what? We had uh, we had Ryan Selvidge from Supercoach365. Razor. Yeah, Razor. Did a, did a banging job on, I thought. You know what, I, I don't need Guru. I'm like, sure, he helps me with uh, how to use social media every day of my life. And, you know, he's a decent enough fellow. but do I really need him? And then, mate, we, we got out to the highball contest at the Eels and uh, Seagulls game on the weekend, and you were just safe as houses. And I went, you know what? <laughs> this, this is a. <laughs> I just, I Couldn't fucking miss. <laughs> Couldn't miss. And, and I just went, you know what? He's got, got a bit more left in the tank. Yep. So, and I went, I'll give him another week. You're impressive, But
0: well, I did say to you in the uh, Humazine out there, the difference between a bomb and a drop bomb is the guru. <laughs> and I never doubted. To be fair,
1: oh, no, well, I think it was a little bit of doubt, which I
0: which I back you for. <laughs> I get that. Um, great day though. It was awesome. It was unreal. I had
1: such a such an awesome hour, Arvo, and, and evening out there. Shout out to the LS Sport boys for getting the Humazine for us out there. Very, very rare experience. But uh, had, mate, had a belter of a night. Field Club was amazing. As you said, safe houses under the highball. So good night.
0: Yeah, we have got some breaking news. Maddie the Waterboy's body is just washed up at Mariborah Beach. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened or why that happened, but shit happens, right? Yeah, Matty who? No, yeah, exactly right. Butterfingers Buxton, shout out to you. Um, but yeah, shout out to Parramatta for putting that on. It was the absolute best. Uh, we obviously had the giveaway last week and, I don't know, between the two of us, that was probably our greatest fuck-up of all time. Uh, but we thought we'd just get on the front foot, be honest with you guys. All was sorted. Uh, people that came out with us were
1: fucking unreal.
0: Mm. They were the best, weren't they?
1: Yeah, legends. What Mate, what happened was we got, not for the first time in my life, brought undone by Supercoach Updates. You were sick as a dog.
0: And yeah, and shout out to Timmy because I was sick as a dog. And keep in mind, footy finished eight o'clock Sunday, no Monday. Monday, we had bloke Monday all day. Then you had to do playbook. Then you had to do Tuesday. beers and break even. So
1: bloke all day Tuesday. All day Tuesday, yeah, playbook into beers. playbook,
0: into beers. So it was
1: absolute chaos. So we apologise for that when we dropped the ball there, but we got it all sorted. It was all okay. So, so. yeah. So what happened was, for context, it was the Friday night game, the Raiders one with Croak score. It updated like two or three times. I checked it Monday night at about nine thirty until the footy was washed up, and I thought update three and he was on forty five. And then when Beers and went live and I'd said on air as 45, he'd gone somehow up to 55, and I was like, they've updated him here. I swear it was just him from that game just to screw with us as well. Anyway, we got there. We got there. We got we there got in the there. end. The right people came out. Yeah. They had a cracking
0: time, so shout out to them. Lovely, lovely people from a great town in New South Wales, Lismore. Mm. Queensland probably claims that one too, but um, <laughs> lovely people. We had a great time. Uh, guys, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor in 2023. <laughs> Keep in mind, Blue Wealth Property has put up... cash prize to the winner of the Beers and Break Evens group, which is locked now. Timmy's got all the screenshots in the closet, so they're all there. Mm -hmm. So good luck to you. Uh, But yeah, Beers and Break Evens put up $5,000. $5,500 if you're an NRL Club member. Uh, And they've got a couple of events coming up over the next couple of weeks. They've got Wealth Through Property, which is live in the Sydney CBD. That's Thursday the 29th of June. So next week, 6.30pm. Wealth Through Property live in Melbourne, Wednesday the the 5th of July at 6.30pm and then Wells through property live on the Northern Beaches. Manly Territory there, that one's on the 5th of July at 6.30pm. Now, last Wednesday, last Wednesday? Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, I was in the hospital bed just getting ready to <laughs> <laughs> take them all. You were down there at Sutherland through, for a great event, had a cracking time.
1: Yeah, it was a belter, mate. And, and like we're sort of, I mentioned I went last year as well to the event and we sort of touch on these events each and every week and, I just couldn't recommend them enough, and if you're sitting there thinking about getting into the property market and you know nothing about it, in fact, particularly if you know nothing about it and where to start, just go to one of these events. If you can go in person, happy days. If you can only do the the (laughs) webinar and do it online, go through that because, I mean, I'm an absolute nufty with all that sort of stuff, and, and I don't know anything about it, and I hear things about, you know, interest rates rising and the sort of the effect that's having on people. Well... They, the Blue Wealth attitude, they say, you know, they're, we're almost at a peak time to buy and they rattle off all the reasons why and they tell you when isn't the time to buy and whatnot. And as I said, they can explain it a thousand times better than I can, but whether you're getting into the market yet, you want to learn about it or whether you've got property and you want to, I said, build your wealth through property, uh, just go in and, and, and attend one.
0: I think it's perfect for people too, like especially guys that are our age, you always think you're so far away from that. Mm. I, think when, well, I know for me, especially when I got into Blue Wealth property, I sort of realised, fuck, I'm not as far away from it's it. It's not a as dream. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not this wild, unachievable thing. And even if you are younger than us or whatever it might be, it's information that you're going to need at some point. Yeah. And it's worth having. And I guarantee you, no one is going to explain it to you better than T Dog.
1: <laughs> the man. Tony. He the man is the fucking weapon. I'll
0: give you, I'll, I'll take the piss and I'll joke around and everything. But genuinely, the way that he explains things, I've, I've never had a better understanding in my entire
1: life. You know, he's a doctor.
0: That doesn't shock me. I don't so know what this. form
1: of doctor, but they said, yeah, Dr. Tony Hyatt. I just went, Here oh, you yeah. go. I've heard he's
0: not a doctor of golf.
1: He's not a doctor of golf or Supercoach. No, definitely not Supercoach. <laughs> Shout out to T struggling over there.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, guys, Blue World Property, uh, there will be a link in the description. So if you'd like to sign up there and become part of the crew and uh, attend an event, hit the link down there. Or come find me and Timmy on social media and we'll send you in the right direction. Uh, mate, how'd you go this weekend, super coach?
1: Okay. Oh, I scored Heaps not, less than me. Heaps less than you, yeah, yeah. Uh 975 points. I went up a hundred spots to twenty eight hundred and second. So <laughs> just been meandering around that twenty-five to three thousand mark for a good four or five weeks now and sort of been like you know, hard to get excited about bit disappointed because it is generally a moving period of the year, the buy period for me. So that being said. Round 16 was never going to be... It was always the easiest of the buy-around. I think you'll find this week is actually going to be an even bigger moving round for teams that are well enough set up. Round 19 will be quite tricky as of round 20, so... There's still key weeks to come, but, yeah, mate, hoping for a bit more green in the next few weeks to start making some proper charges because, I so said, not bad, but just sitting around the same spot for a few weeks now. Need he had, Might need he to be a bit aggressive.
0: Yeah, and as much as you're not moving massively, you, you're not dropping. Yeah. You've got trades up your <laughs> On sleeve. On the plus like, side,
1: not dropping, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're sitting in a pretty good spot. Uh, I scored 1,101, had a big week last week. Uh, my rank now 9,700. So we're into the top 10K. <laughs> Timmy can hear the foot. Stance. The gap's closing. I'm approaching. He's Toddy Byrne down the sideline. He can hear Sats coming. I am motoring that motherfucker down. I'm coming for you. Mate, I'm Jamal Fogarty and you're Josh Papaliki. Please. Please. <laughs> About 80 kilos ago for me. Um, yeah, so rank in the top 10,000 now. Making moves, you've got 16 trades left. 16 to go. Yeah, I've got 18 left. So hopefully I can make some good moves towards the back end. Yeah,
1: I actually made a Friday afternoon, I believe, was trade last week around that philosophy. If you know what, I'm pretty well set up depth-wise. I've managed to keep a few guns, enough trades up the sleeve. Thought I need to get a little bit aggressive and and ended up trading Dave Fafita late last week for Ronaldo Molitalo. So... Yeah, it'll be a nervous watch if Dave Feeder's name start this week. But if he comes off the bench and plays limited minutes again, I'll be licking my lips. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, and then obviously we will to play round 19, hoping he plays limited in round 20. But who knows? You could also come out and get 200, so we'll see. Big move. Like last time I spoke to you, I, I don't think you were, you were
0: going to trade it. I thought we were both wasn't, holding tight. Yeah. I wasn't.
1: I, I just sat there and went, based on the same thing, I was like two or three weeks in the trial. i just sitting around similar sort of rank. If I was higher up, if I was, say, top 1500, I could have... Like, I'm obviously a pretty conservative super coach by nature. I could have kept playing conservatively and made a charge for the top. But yep. I was just far enough away that I went... I can't keep playing safe and expect to make a charge of the top 100 or hopefully higher. So a move had to be made, and that was it. Yeah, fair shout.
0: <laughs> uh, guys, now as far as our top scorer this week in Beers and Break Evans, just having a look at the group, uh, we've got number two, number three, and number four overall. I think you got them in playbook too, don't Same you? Same three, yeah. Oh, good's that good's Fantastic so- Someone's community.
1: in for a payday. Yeah,
0: love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, our top scorer this week. Went to North Queensland Edits. That's Will coaching that side. Not sure if you've got social media or whatever for North Queensland Edits, but go check it out. Uh, 1,286 this week. So a great little knock with 13 players there.
1: Mm. And the, the overall Supercoach winner of the week was uh, one of the great sniper teams. We've, we've got our eyes on the sniper teams. I mentioned that I've got the screenshots of all the teams in the the unlimited group. We check it, we look at it, and if we deem it to be a sniper team, it could just be a shit team. I don't even care if it's a shit team. It looks like one, you're gone.
0: Yeah, this team definitely not a sniper side. Definitely not, no. Had a look
1: at it this week, (laughs) so uh, all good and well there. But, yes, uh, send
0: an email, mate, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Sent out a stack of footballs and hats last week, Uh, so there are a heap coming out to winners over the last few weeks coming your way. So if you do get them, chuck them on social media, tag Guru, tag Playbook. Let the other people know that you've got them, because how good. Ooh, yeah. Fuck, I'd love to get my paws on one. Yeah. I will get my paws on many, but <laughs> if yeah. I was you guys, I'd love to yeah, get my paws it's on good one. good stuff. Be unreal. All right, mate. Uh, shall we get into Teamless Tuesday, which was an absolute doozy for my draft team? But this isn't about me. It's about helping them out there. So don't ask me any more questions about my draft team. I'll get to it eventually.
1: It was a doozy for all.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. May have had a breakdown yesterday, but it's fine. We'll deal with it. We'll be okay. All right, Dragons taking on the Waz, Friday, 8 p.m. For the Dragons, they've named a young bloke at halfback, future of the club, Benny Hunt. Tim, how do you see this actually playing out? Do you think Ben Hunt plays down there? What sort of a reception do you think he's going to get?
1: I I love Benny Hunt. I know there's been a bit of animosity around his decision to (laughs) to go out and leave the club, which is from Dragon's (laughs) hands, which is natural, but... I just think he's such a respectable character in the game, and has been for so long. I honestly don't think there's a player who goes out there and tries harder every week for a struggling side that comes up with big results each and every week. And I, to be honest, if I was coaching the side and he was playing off the back of Origin two days later, I'd say, mate, rest. Like, don't push yourself. I, I can see Benny Hunt going, nah. This is a statement. I'm coming out. While I'm at this club, I'll be giving my all. And I reckon Benny Hunt plays, and I expect him to have a big one.
0: Yeah, I'm expecting him to have a huge game, too. And I lo- <coughs> a lot of Dragons fans getting stuck into him. I find it so bizarre at the moment to me. Every, every Dragons fan's telling me that they haven't achieved anything when he's been there, what's he good for, blah, blah, blah. But now he wants to leave, and you you won't let him go? Yeah. Make up your fucking mind. Good God. like I, It's blown I me know. away, the Dragons fans' response. I know there's a lot of emotion and everything, but fuck... <laughs> If it was my brother or my son that was Ben Hunt, tell me you wouldn't say get the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly.
1: So It's wild. Anyway. Hopefully they uh, hopefully look after Benny. And it's, it's a tough... Mate, I'd, the Raiders just lost Jack White and it sucks. Yeah. It's not an easy one. Obviously slightly different circumstances. It wasn't asking for the immediate release, but it sucked when Jack White um, asked to... Well, signed with the Bunnies, but it's a professional sport. It happens. Yeah, He's a good fella. It is what it is. Look after him.
0: Yep. Uh, Jack Bird he returns on the edge. Jack DeBellin at thirteen. Uh, Amone on the bench, which I think is good that Moses and buys in there. For those of you that are Jacob Little owners that look like this, uh, that's a big <laughs> positive. <laughs> so uh, Jacob Little going to be very important to my side this week. So happy with that. As far as the Waz go, anything to touch on there, mate? I didn't.
1: Nothing really stood out for me. At the Waz, no, all pretty straightforward, mate. The the red hot Waz, they're fresh off a spell and. We'll Looking inside. I mean the the only thing would be Tomorrow Martin. Uh, yeah, still not back.
0: We'll talk about him very very <laughs> soon. Uh, we then got the Finn taking on the Eels Saturday 3 p.m. Uh, making his debut as Braden McGrady on the wing for the Dolphins. Uh, been killing it in Queensland Cup the last few years. The I thought he was actually Sundra in the week when I spoke. To you, he was actually his nephew of Ewan McGrady. Uh, he was the 1991 Rothman Medalist. Have you ever seen highlights or anything from that season? 91,
1: Uh, not in as much depth as you. No,
0: (laughs) fucking unbelievable season by by his uncle there. Wild, he won a Rothman's medal that year. He played a grand total of 60 first grade games. And just one of those four seasons, he was the best there. Unbelievable, (laughs) crazy. And like, they showed up in the awards night. He told them he wasn't coming. And then he just appeared, showed up. Like They had no idea he was coming. They were nervous whether he was going to show up or yeah. not. Just a very rogue character. McGrady, awesome. one of the greats. Uh, Kofusi and Kenny Bromwich on the edges. Kerr, he will make his debut for the Dolphins, arriving there from the Dragons. Uh, and then Lemuelu also on the bench there. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think, would I rather Lemuelu on the edge? 100, I, I don't own him, obviously. He's in my draft team, mm. so I'm probably sitting in the same boat to you. I still think, it, even if he comes off the bench and plays middle, I think he'll still rack up 40 to 50 base
1: starts. It's not great, but I don't think it's a train wreck. <clears throat> this is a dagger for me. It hurts. I do you not think that he'll come on on the edge and Kenny goes to the middle? Maybe. I, I'm personally... I'm
0: not convinced this is going to stay this way. I think this is Lemuelu's first full season as a second rower. Mm. I think that it's his first full season in first grade, realistically. I just think Wayne's (coughs) going to try and manage him, which doesn't help us for Supercoach Classic. I think he will be back on the edge playing 80 very soon. I just think he's trying to
1: manage him through this period. Like, it wouldn't shock to see him start this game still. Maybe I'm just an ambitious Lemuelu owner who needs him to start. Uh, But... He's, he's been great this season, I think. And as you said, it, his first sort of full season in the NRL, at least as a starter. So I'm hoping he does start and Kenny goes back to that middle role, which we've seen for plenty of weeks now. But obviously, Corfusi's back. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean... Oh, I just wouldn't panic sell this week. <clears throat> just just wait and see what it looks like. Yeah, Because
0: if he ends up playing 50 minutes through the middle, he's got really good base stats. He'll yeah. get to 45-50 at CTW, which... You can probably take at the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in a week like this, if you can get 40 or 50, I'd take that for sure. Yeah. So it's just a a very, very tricky one this week. but Because he'd had a few poor weeks in a row. But, you know, with the Dolphins' good bye schedule, playing round 19, his dual-seated up to our positioning, I was kind of like... A bloke I wouldn't be been happy to hold for the rest of the season. Not even yeah. necessarily play every week, but just a rock solid option. So many weeks where we're short on numbers and it's going to keep happening. I tell you what, maybe not as bad as this week, but not a bad body to have when he's starting, but off the bench now to concern.
0: I also think with him, he is literally one injury away anywhere in that forward park mm. from going straight back
1: to that edge spot. Because Kenny can, will slot into a middle role. Kenny will slot in
0: the middle. And even if, like, if. JMK was to go down, you could find Ray Stone shifting in there. Like, there's there's just so many True. ways that it could play out True. that he could end up back on that edge, which sucks for classic, obviously. Uh, yeah. But I would just be – I'd be patient for a week or two. I think even if he comes off the bench, what, he might score 40. He's not going to lose a stack of money for you. Mm. I, I just wouldn't be panic stations just yet. The other thing I love is that Sean O'Sullivan's been named on the extended bench, um, and I'd be willing to bet that if Sean O'Sullivan's got to pick someone to be next to him, I think he would take Lemuelu.
1: Yeah, and Josh Kerr.
0: Yeah, the Josh Kerr signing's been the uh, kick in the dick, hasn't it? As far as Lemuelo. Yeah, because when like, when Tommy Gilbert went down, I went, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Lemuelo is locked in. I thought
1: safe house yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: So, what's Josh Kerr at? Is he like I've always rated Josh Kerr. And so d- doesn't I. he just feel like a dude that's going to arrive there?
1: Three thirty-one k point to prove. Wayne Bennett. If Bennett signed him, he likes him.
0: Well, um, Wayne Bennett gave him the. I think it was 2020 Origin Series. He didn't play a game. Mm. And they have like a Queensland <laughs> Spirit Award or some shit. Yeah. And he gave it to him. So, well, without playing
1: a game, hey? yeah. yeah. So Wonder Wayne monitor, likes One to monitor for round 19 if... Uh,
0: for sure. Yeah. Uh, for Parramatta, the Origin boys have been named. Mattos on the bench. Uh, still no sign of Joshie Hodgson. Uh, we'll talk about the hook of hands very soon. There's a couple of questions about him. Anything
1: on Parramatta? Uh, not really, other than... They've got the buy next week. So when considering them as buy options this week, I'd probably be a little bit hesitant. And barring and Gutho, who I'm sure I'll probably get to later on, I'd probably just be waiting until they have their buy next week and then have Round 19. But Maddo... Could be a nice little price ahead of round 19.
0: Yeah. Uh, we then got the Penrith Panthers taking on the Newcastle Knights, Saturday, 5.30pm, coming to you from Bluebet Stadium. For the Panthers, the Origin boys have been named, but the big news here, Sot Hosking dropped out of the squad to 18th mm. man. Um, take it, leave it, whatever. My mail is that Ivan's trying to get him through this season, similar to Lemuelu, his first full season. Yeah. He has worked himself... <laughs> just grinded himself down week in, week out, uh, which means, from what I've gathered, he's going to spend a few weeks in Cup. They're trying to ease him for the back end of the season. For me, as much as I love him,
1: I think he's a sell without a
0: doubt in Classic.
1: Yeah, picked a bad week to do it. Awful week to do it, yeah. Another dagger. The first of many to come in this TLT. Have you still got him? Yeah, I do. we
0: both still got him, okay.
1: I mean, I was looking at potentially selling him this week regardless. It was just then everyone else, every other man, his dog went down as well, so... Next week would have been nice with the emotional sweet. One more week for you. Happy days. Just a big watch on this out because I'm also a Tyrone Peach owner and <coughs> I expected the Peach to, to drop out of the 17 because he's not in their full-strength side, potentially a bench spot. But, yeah, I, I sort of need someone in that back line just to be withdrawn post-origin to give, give the Peach a start. I reckon Hosking will be
0: a big talking point in about five or six weeks.
1: Yeah. Because I know that Nate really likes him. Nate loves having
0: him on his edge. It's so just a little space to watch there.
1: Playing game three in the round. So, at least when you have question marks around, I know my side, Brian Toto, potentially Zach Hosking, Tyrone Peach, at least we'll know pretty early on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Martu, name for the Newcastle Knights. How fucking good. Missed the bus last week. Isn't it just the most super coach thing of all time? <sighs> Nothing's been able to stand in this guy's way except for an alarm clock.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So good to see him back. State. So, have you got him? I don't. And I was like, I want him so bad. I considered buying him for last week. And then he obviously missed the bus, didn't make team sheet. And then this week, the game against Penrith. But he's still a bloke that I'd I'd love to own for the run home. He's having 77.
0: Timmy changed the alarm on his phone to PM instead of AM last week just to get him out. You <laughs> bastard.
1: You <laughs> fucking bastard. You're just a One of my best dog. plays to date. All
0: right. Storm V Manly, Saturday, 7.35. Coming to you from Amy Park. For the Melbourne Storm, Justin Oland back in. Uh, Eisenhuth and Welsh in the front row. Big Nass on the edge. Jeez. Um, I couldn't think of anything worse than being the halfback or five-eight marking Nass this weekend and seeing that on the team sheet and just going, fuck. Be begging to do a hamstring in
1: fucking training well, he, this
0: week. No thanks. He
1: generally uh, – he can play either, but – he normally will. He slide in on on the right. End he's been the right previously,
0: so, so that'll be the so left. So that,
1: that, that certain someone is Josh Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shuey. <laughs> Good luck, mate. You poor bastard. Yeah. You poor, poor bastard. Mate, the, the big one on that team sheet uh, is the bloke not named. Ellie Katoa. Yeah. A bloke that I, again, r- r- a little reluctantly sold last week, but I think it's needed numbers. I needed to get Nico Hines in, and he was my way to him. So it was a no-brainer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't want to sell him. Yeah. But in a week where people needed the numbers, that's a big out with that cut on the eye.
0: Yeah, that hurts. Uh, for Manly, Finu, 18th man. That has not played out as we would have liked. Uh, Bullimore comes in to replace him. But the big news, mate, on the extended bench, one Thomas
1: Trovoyevich.
0: I know we are watching very closely.
1: I would be stunned if he backed up. Yeah. Like, and it's, you obviously don't read much into players get named on the extended bench in a week like this back out from Origin because lots of clubs do it. Look at the Cowboys who have named all their, their Origin players on the extended bench. But, it, it it was weird that like, Ches was named to start and Turbo wasn't. But, they're mad if Turbo plays this week, aren't they? Three-day backup from Origin.
0: Yeah, me, me and Tony Sebald had a conversation this week. Obviously, the draft team we, we have Tommy Turbo on the side, and if we lose this week, we could actually fall out of the top four. So it is dire straight. Really, I've, I've lost my last four since I made that trade. I've got I've had no players because Cleary got injured too.
1: Ah. So I've been short on
0: players. So I've struggled a little bit during the buy period and everything. I thought you'd burnt. been
1: quiet in the, on the draft scene. Yeah, well, of...
0: I've also almost died twice in the last three weeks. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so <laughs> myself and Tony, we sat down this week and had a chat and it's like we just think it's all about the long game.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> We're focused on the long game. Um, so I'm kind of hoping he doesn't back up. That's my hope.
1: Draft, isn't that interesting? So interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'd be angered. You'd be angered. Yeah. I'll tell you what, those
0: Penrith boys piss you off when they back up. They do. They they infuriate they you. Do.
1: It'll particularly piss me off this week when I need Hosking or Peachy to come in and play. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: Sunday afternoon, footy. We've got three games on Sunday. How bloody good. Bad weekend to be my wife. Brisbane Broncos taking on the Titans at 2pm. For the Broncos, the Origin boys have been named. Our boy, Pierre Cura, on the edge. How good. I'm looking forward to watching him go around again. Uh, for the Titans, AJ Brimson at 1, Foss at 6, Campbell at 14. And the Origin boys have been named there. I think the big watch is Feeder, obviously.
1: Yeah, played 33 minutes off the bench after Origin 1. Who knows? I assume he plays at 80 for the Titans. The bonus for those who have held Feeder, which is most people, I believe, they did have the three-day turnaround. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> that they had the three-day turnaround after Origin 1, four-day yep. after Origin 2 and 3. So the extra day, we'll, we'll play into it a fair bit. Uh, who knows, maybe Tino plays less minutes this time around and Fifi plays bigger. I don't know, but it's a big, big part of the weekend. Huge. Massive. Yeah, very
0: interesting. Um, we've then got the South Senior Rabbitohs taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. 4pm coming to you from a core stadium out there at Homebush. For the Bunnies, Cody Walker in. Colum and in Cartwright on the edges. Murray named in jersey 13. And Mawali and Thomas Burgess on the bench. Uh, we've also got Tyron Munro, who's 18th man this week. So one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks. He's uh, one of the guys been in my black book for a while to mm. me. So it'd be great to see him giving a shot. But I still think he's a little bit off. So those that are looking at Richie Kenner this week, I wouldn't be too panicked just
1: yet. Mm. The old Richie Kenner. I, I, actually, I was looking at him last week. I hadn't had a proper squeeze at him this week, but... Fifty-four average across two games. Scored a couple of bits of meat. Neg twenty-four break-even. What are our thoughts on his job security? Uh, I don't know. It's always hard to tell with that right wing. Round nineteen acetyl. coverage. Games coming up against the Cowboys, Warriors, Bulldogs.
0: Tane milne has been playing cup. Uh, sorry, he's been playing uh, centering cup. Yeah. So, I don't know if you want to read into that. But that's happened before and then he's come back in. Isaiah Thompson's out for a few more weeks, I believe. Is he? Cause yeah, he, he had surgery a few weeks ago. He, he might even be done. I'm not exactly sure. Milne's,
1: Milne wasn't even named on the extended bench. I think
0: Actually, he might have got injured or suspended on the weekend or something. I think I read something somewhere. But I'll
1: Have a look because if him and Thompson were to be out and he had that spot,
0: pretty hard. Munro's the one that I, I, I think Munro will debut at some point this year. Hmm. Whether it's now, whether it's later in the year, I've got no idea. I'm sure there will be a lot of times this year towards the back end where J.D. will probably take the opportunity to rest, guys. Yeah. So that's when you'll probably see Munro get a gig. But I, I would like to think Kenna's safe. I think he'll be okay in the next few weeks. But that is very, very vibe. Yeah, You have to work that out for yourself. Uh, for the Cows, uh, Finne Fuiaki. I love the look of this kid on the edge. Hopefully he does get to play there. But it should be noted on the extended bench is... All the Origin guys for the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, I've still got Val Holmes. I need him to play this weekend. If Val Holmes can play, that would save me a trade. I'm really hoping he does. Um, What's your read on these Cowboys? I feel like, whether they have or not, I feel like the Cowboys probably feel like maybe they've started to turn a corner here. So I'm expecting most of them to back up.
1: Yeah, I think of all the Origin players, he's near number one Val bloke that, that I'd expect to back up from Origin. Cowboys need wins He's playing centre So he doesn't necessarily Have to come in And have a massive workload I just Fit as a fiddle Doesn't seem like to any carrying Too much Or not, not to the, the eye anyway So I think he's pretty safe And then When it comes to Nanai, Cotter Etc Robson Just depends how They get through the all of them Get through the game But I would be very confident That barring any knocks Vale backs up And Murray Taolonghi
0: yeah, I think most of them will. I
1: think, yeah, I think they will, and then they've got the max turnaround as well. So yeah,
0: even a Reese Robson, like fuck, I question how many minutes he's going to play.
1: Yeah, realistically, he could dead set so. play twenty five minutes. So, so. Yep.
0: yeah, and right. realistically, he could come back for the Cowboys and play forty. They
1: got Jake Granville, who can do a job there. So yeah, yeah.
0: I reckon he does back up. Um, all right, Chooks v Raiders, six fifteen down up here. Sorry, at Alian Stadium Sunday night. How do you feel about the Sunday night six fifteen p.m.
1: slot? Uh. I don't love it. Like, it's such a, a hectic week of footy through podding, podcasting every day and then you're watching it from Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. You get 6.15 and it's just that time where it's just like, if I'm ever going to be footied out, it's yeah. almost 6.15 Sunday night where I just need to watch a movie to break it up before doing the same thing the next seven days. However, when it's the Raiders putting 40 on the roosters, I like it. I like yeah. the slot.
0: Uh, I just got a text too. I think... Uh I think that Kanar is safe for the next few weeks. Interesting. Yep. I don't think Manu is going to debut for a few more, very, for a little while. Very so. interesting. Yeah. I think he's looking okay. I think it's more of a game day experience sort of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: From what Can I've got. reply look. to Trail, say thanks, mate.
0: Trell <laughs> 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 Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ruchukis, Manu back at centre. Sandon Smith, seven. Radley, 13. Nat Butcher on the bench the middle forward. No Matt Lodge has obviously been granted a release this week. Matt Lodge never finishes a contract phone. <laughs> Hates finishing a contract. Yeah. Hates it. Um, uh, Manu at centre. I, I, I don't know what to expect anymore. I don't know what to hope with Manu. I just. I've got no idea anymore.
1: It's, yeah. It's a win for the NRL, Manu back at centre. I just think that's his position. Yep. Let him roam, let him play as a second fullback, but just play him at centre. I think the team is better off for it. It's a loss for Supercoach. We, yep. we just love him to get his hands on the ball as much as possible. We'll get to him a little bit more in detail soon, so I won't speak much more, but uh, not ideal for his Supercoach scoring.
0: Uh, the one that I do love seeing there is Sandon Smith at halfback. Once again, he's coming in at about 200k at the moment. To me, I would love to go Phoenix Crossland to Sandon Smith in two weeks, to Nathan Cleary two weeks after that. Mm. That would be ideal for me. I really like
1: the look of him. Looks the goods, doesn't he? Yeah. And we're just at that point where and this is where I look at someone like Sandon Smith and Richie Kenner, and, and I know it can free up cash for other big trades, but I'm like, <coughs> you know, a month ago, you nearly know, don't look twice. You just get these sort of blokes in. But I'm all in on points at the moment, and not so much these blokes <coughs> with poor job security. And do they become dead wood and sit in your team at 260K? And we run lo- low on trades. So that's where the decision has to be made, but... Like, he could be a bloke who makes a ton of cash and scores well. And the thing where I'd prioritise a cheapie like Kenner is he's got the really low break so there's definitely good cash incoming. And all going to plan, job security-wise, he will be available for that third major buy-around, uh, whereas Sandon and the Roosters don't play it. But
0: and that's where I think <clears throat> I... Def- differentiate a little bit is that, you know, I've, I've still got Fafita, I've still got Val Holmes, I've got 18 trades. I feel like I can still make some of those yeah, moves. Yeah, If I was sitting at 15 trades, I don't think I could afford to look at Sandon realistically. Definitely, yeah. But I think over the next few weeks, I definitely will interest me a lot. Um, for the raids, not really a heap to touch on here, but just once again, Starling and Kocik on the bench, great for your Joe Tapanes and your Corey Horsburys yeah. of the world. we love to see that. But uh, outside of that, no... Nothing big there for the raids, right?
1: Very little for the raids. That they do play the second, third major buy, I should say in round nineteen. But you know, if you're a, if you're a Corey Horsburgh or a Joe Tarpani owner, you're happy enough. Nothing really changes. You wouldn't sort of go your way to buy them at the moment. So yeah. recess me in two weeks. But they're not the most exciting SuperCoach side.
0: Yeah. Last one. On the Roosters forgot if I mentioned it or not. But Nat Butcher is obviously on the bench, so it looks like he'll probably play as a middle forward. Mm. I would assume. Uh, came up with some huge base stats last week. I don't know. Nat always just feels like a weird grab to me. We've got, we got a
1: lot of messages about Nat Butcher this week. I saw a few as well, and I didn't even consider it. And yep. then I did consider it, and I still didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not huge on it It's He's never either. really been super coach relevant. Like, the only times Butcher's ever really been super coach relevant is when... He plays off the bench and gets limited minutes, then jags the starting edge roll and goes into eighty minutes and can generate some cash and get smart scores but
0: nah, not for me all right we've got uh, timmy's deep dive this week and timmy's been he's been looking up at the stars he's been walking on the beach and he's got a trade philosophy for us
1: trade Timmy. philosophy mate uh, in the the wee hours of Wednesday morning, I, a lot went through my head watching that roller coaster ride of Australia edge baston drop pulling off one of the, the famous cricketing victories. Still on cloud nine from that, and one that came through my head was quite a simple one, and it's just that it sort of touches on what you mentioned before around if you have fifteen trades or eighteen trades, or have you sold off for feeder and Cleary and Latrell Mitchell and all these key players that you will want back in your side for past post the origin buy period. And it's pretty simply, mate, that if you're making a trade at the moment, just ask yourself the question, is this player going to be in my final team by the end of season? Because if they're not and they're a stopgap option and you're running low on trades, you go, well, I might be stuck with this bloke. We see injuries later in the year and things go wrong and all of a sudden you're running out of trades, you might be stuck with them. Whereas... A week like this week, you might go someone like Cam Munster or Reese Walsh. Players who, all right, they might not give you that round 19, third major buy-in coverage, but using one trade for a player that more than likely won't be leaving your team for the rest of the season. So, as I said, mate, pretty simple, but just, just ask yourself that question. Basically, every trade between now and the end of the year because it's so, so vital. Now... Over the next two to three weeks, we're still looking at round 19, even around 20 to a less degree. And we still need to plug a few holes and get numbers on the field. uh, But it still becomes important. And once we get past round 19, 20, it becomes, is your keeper or not? Because before you know it, you have no trades left and you'll be going to go, oh, shit, I've got Sandon Smith and Richard Kenner in my team and I can't get rid of him." Keeper, Sandal. Keeper. Keeper.
0: (laughs) You heard it here first. Good shout, Timmy. Absolutely love it. Definitely something we all need to keep in mind there.
1: Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Patton George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself one hundred twenty nine bucks on free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so, flick them a message on Instagram at Patton George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on o two nine five two one one six one one.
0: Now you got some stats that caught those. As you said in the notes, beautiful eyes. Uh, The first one, Joey Manu. I'm a little bit nervous. What do you got for me?
1: Uh, Don't be nervous, mate. It's exciting. It's just like Joey Manu at fullback is super coach perfection. I think he was quoted after the game. I hope he was because if he wasn't, I'm putting words in his mouth. But saying, I just love running the football. And he starts it up. 29 if runs. Joey
0: didn't say that, his football's been saying it for three years. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So. I feel like I'm not going too far out of the limb on that one. Against the Knights, 29 runs, nine tackle breaks, six offloads, a try and a line break, 117 points. Like, his only major attacking stats were the try and the line break all in the one play. If he played fullback every week, he would be pretty close to a set and forget captain I know we say about a few things but he's just in a league of his own super catch wise when he plays fullback and all he does is think run. so if Teddy weren't to back up this week from Origin if he gets a battered and bruised a bit he becomes <coughs> such a big captain to option at fullback at centre it's a different story so I wouldn't necessarily rush to buy him at centre but beast he yeah. heard ya <laughs> Teddy will have 31 runs on Sunday Teddy, backing oh, up good. from Origin
0: um, all right, Joe Martin, love that. Let's talk Tyrone Peachy. Obviously, I was there at the Penrith Panthers. The music is stopped, and Peach, unlucky, you don't have a chair at the moment. What's doing there?
1: Boy, do I want to see the Panthers give Stephen Crichton a little rest. I don't I don't think they will, but if they were to rest him after Origin 2 to make me a happy boy. I thought you'd be devastated to see Stephen Crichton not play. No. Oh, oh, oh. Tyrone Peachy... He's done such a great job, earned a stack of cash. He's averaging well. 74 points last week against the Cowboys, which is obviously all the origin stars out. Stats, 20 runs, three offloads, one forced dropout, seven tackle busts, 17 tackles. Jesus. That's Nico Hines but playing centre. Yeah, that's wild. How's that for stats? So he'd be coming up if he could get a run this week against the, the Leaky Knights defence one more price rise in him, just it would be glorious. But as it stands, he's outside the 17 and buying in and getting uh, arrested, he won't be playing, so might be ambitious.
0: Now, this one I'm very interested to hear your take on because I've had a few few messages from people um, and I thought he might feature in your stats deep dive, so we haven't got questions at the back about him. But AJ Brimson, a lot of people are asking questions about him. His last game he had an absolute blinder. Mm. Um, I've always found AJ to be a bit of an enigma. In Supercoach, I can never seem to pick the right moments to get him. But there's always a couple of weeks of season where I go, fuck, if I would have done it now, it would have yeah. been
1: unreal. It's normally the back end of the season. Yeah. I remember Titans last 40. year, I didn't, end, yeah, I didn't end up grabbing him, but I was so, so keen on him. And he ended up finishing with a 3 on average of 100 or it might have been yeah. more or something. He went nuts. It's just always... ...fitness with, with him, isn't he? Yeah. AJ Brimson, like, God, he can find an injury. But he's 524K. He averaged 64 last year, 61 the year prior, and 74 back in 2021. Like, when fit and firing and on the field playing 80 minutes, he's a super coach gun. So, I looked at his five games this season, non-injury impacted. He's averaging 68 points. Now, not mesmerising by any means, but still really good numbers. Looking at his price... The issue with AJ Brimson is, aside from his injury history, he's 18th man for the Maroons. So if he was to be 18th man for the Maroons for game three, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be available for round 19, which is a big factor in why people are buying him. What's your thoughts?
0: I hadn't thought about that, to be honest with yeah. you.
1: I hadn't even considered that. Yep.
0: Not, not that I was looking
1: at AJ, but uh, I hadn't really considered that. But, yeah, it's a good shout, isn't it? So the, he's 524K, break even 57, like... Broncos this week, and then the Raiders, he's one that I'd like like see him get through a couple of games. He won't have gone up much in price and get him around 19 against the Dolphins, if he's available. The issue is we sort of need numbers this week. Yeah. So people want to go early, but, you know, when you add in injury risk and potentially missing 19 due to origin, it makes it hard. Yeah, very tough.
0: Uh, Daniel Tupo is your next one. He's a guy that I was actually having a look at last night. He's – uh. By his standards, good God, he is cheap at the moment. <gasps> very, very appealing. Just getting his numbers up now.
1: 442K. Oh, you're giving, you're giving away terms. I was really tempted at the start of the year when I thought the Roosters were going to be good at footy at starting him. Uh, starting the year with him at a pretty hefty price. Try to tell you. <coughs> yeah, thankfully he didn't. But 442K. His first game back from injury, scored 80. 23 runs. And like the fact that the Roosters have been 47 in base. Yeah. Jesus. I know, in his first game back. And I looked at that and went, two poo, super cheap. The Roosters, I, 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 they can only get better, surely. But then I looked at it. Seven of his nine scores have been under 50 this season. Yeah. That is like, for a proven gun of super coach for many years, not necessarily like super elite, but just always rock solid. So last year averaged 58, 59 the year before that, 71 the year before that, 56 the year before that. But especially when you look at head-to-head finals time, he's a player who his base is always 30, 35 plus, like some of the best in Supercoach. He's always going to give you a rock solid 40 to 50 if he doesn't score. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I oh made made he's tempting, but just not offering round 19 coverage. I'm, I'm not so sure. But
0: I also think if you are someone that owns Billy Smith as well, to have that entire left edge of a side that's not going God. too well, it, it could be absolute diamonds, but good God, there's a good chance you find some rocks there.
1: I wonder what do you do? So like he scored three tries in his first four games. Billy Smith came in. No, there was enough stretch after that where like he he's had four games since with a big injury impacted period in the middle where he didn't score. But yeah, what is his break evens? Twenty five, So, just a lot of scores under 50.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. But, like, and once again, I know it's our favourite saying, but in fact, there's a chance we look back in four weeks and go, God, it would have been a yeah. good time to get on. But it's a huge punt to take. And I do, for, for me, I think the fact that a lot of us have Billy Smith, that would play into my, that
1: you're using yeah. half your CTWs on an edge that might not get footy. And put it this way, if, if you picked him this week and he's a decent extra number, free up a bit of cash elsewhere... And he was your sixth on <laughs> wing for the run home for a Rooster side that historically finished well in the back end of the year. Like, you could just play him in their real good matchups and sit him in others. And, and any week that you had to play him, despite not having a great year, I'd still feel pretty comfortable playing him. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm having
0: a look at it now. Like, I could, like, I've still got um, Kiraz, but I don't think I can do it anymore. He's just not himself at the moment. Like, I could go Kiraz to Toops this week and poll, you know, 30K or whatever, but then just have Daniel as as you said, my yeah. fifth or sixth choice. Yeah. I have jumped this fence like three times <laughs> in the last 15 minutes. I've got no idea what he's doing. Uh, the last guy is a guy that I've had for a number of weeks. and I've been very, very happy with him. Clint Gutherson. I've uh, been lucky enough to be at two Parramatta games in the last eight weeks. Yeah. He scored 100 at both of them. I think he's got 130 at both of them. Sensational. was sensational. Uh, mate, you got a question next to him. Can we elevate him into super coach, elite, fullback tier yet? What yeah, do you reckon? Yeah,
1: so another hindsight hero, but... Oh, sp- Want him so bad last week. But I had Buller And Teddy and I was like Didn't need to trade Buller obviously And Teddy Had a three hour average About a hundred I'm like Now nah, I don't really Need to trade him either Didn't do it Anyway 132 Now look I won't bore you With his stats mate But I'll bore you actually With his last few years stats Averaging 78 this year 68 the year before 75 the year before 70 the year before we think of elite fullbacks. We think Tom Trebouich, Latrell Mitchell, James Tedesco. Obviously, a bit of a down here this year, but Tyrell the, the, Sloan. Tyrell Sloan. <laughs> like, at what point does Gutho get the super great respect he deserves in becoming in this elite tier of fullback category? Because that's four years of tremendous numbers.
0: I will say this about the last few weeks, and I've had him. I've been stoked with him, but. Fuck me, like I reckon he scored three of his six tries in the last few weeks. Out of dummy half as well. Yeah, he still he still just does. Yeah, I don't know. He, when I look at him, he doesn't look like an elite fullback to me, an elite Supercoach fullback. A- a- when a- I watch him, but the stats, I oh mean, it's hard, it's kind of hard to push back on it.
1: And moment. that's where it's hard to separate your NRL eyes from your Supercoach eyes yeah. because. I mean, I've got all the time in the world for Garth as a fullback, but you know, if we're talking a Lee Elite NRL fullback, she's still probably got him. I'm freaking he didn't have enough X Factor a couple of months ago. Uh and wanted to move him to five eight or some shit. Anyway, Supercoach wise, though, you just gotta look at the the raw numbers and yeah. and they're there. And things like pushover tries and dummy half, it's because he's such a high volume, high intensity fullback who is just in everything, in yeah. a really good attacking side. They rack up and yeah, I,
0: and that's the big difference, isn't it? Like, especially when you put your supercoach eyes on because he is so keen and he brings so much energy, he's so mm. fit to be everywhere and everything. Compare him to KP, for example. KP chimes in here and there. Yeah. Gutho's almost over involved, but it's what you want from a supercoach perspective. Exactly.
1: So yeah, just just a bit of respect on, on the on the King Gutho name in Supercoach Circles, I think, mate. I think it's it could be time to elevate him.
0: All right, uh, mate. Will we dive into sit v start for this week? I um, look I, if Val Holmes plays, I'll have sixteen, so I will make one trade, which give me seventeen. If Val Holmes doesn't play, I'll have two trades, which give me seventeen. So my sit v starts is uh, not much doing this week, realistically. What sort of a position are you sitting in?
1: Yeah, mate. It's one of them weeks where I don't think there'd be too much pushback on us saying that we're still working out trades and staying fluid and. And working out what, what comes out of origin, who backs up, who doesn't. Like, especially when if players don't back up, it could mean a Peachy or Hosking or Lemuelu starting or whatever it might be. It's pretty significant. So, I currently have 16 players, including Lemuelu, yeah. which is a little bit concerning. There's a, the majority of my team is pretty solid outside of Lemuelu in, the, in terms of coming off the bench. Uh, Phoenix survives another day phoenix not mate. only does phoenix survive but he will be a member of the stallions this week
0: i'm not sure if anyone's ever overstayed their welcome <laughs> than phoenix Cross, outside of yourself at this table yeah right up there
1: <laughs> and what what i was like i wrote in my my big squad breakdown on the playbook website yesterday i was like phoenix you've done a job thank you for your service i'll never forget you Now he's just at risk of coming out and playing 30 minutes and scoring 20 points and just ruining the whole thing for me. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, so mate, 16, including Lemuelu. Get to trade shortly, but nearly going to have to use two trades this week. If I can get away with one, if the numbers do present later in the week, I will. But probably going to have to make two to make a decent side this week. Uh, We'll see. So I've got Hosking, Peach it might be a bit of a stretch, but if any of those blokes come in, it'll have me well positioned. But no, a mile like at will come in and Tottenham drops out. So Yeah.
0: That's All still, right. Um, Let's go through questions. Rapid fire here. This one comes from Hayden Castell. Uh, Ponga or Brimo? Who would you be learning towards?
1: I think Ponga, mate. K-Pay. He's in terrific form. He's strung together, what, six or so games in a row. Marciou back. Marciou back. Uh, I, th- I think Ponga's the player there.
0: From the Booze Tiger, sounds like a great time out. Munster, 666k, lock him in for the run home now. What are your thoughts on the Mad Dog?
1: Mentioned him before around that just trade philosophy and like asking yourself that question of will I have them for the run home. Ken Munster fits the billing perfectly of, you know, he'll miss round 19 to origin, maybe there's a chance to rest, but he's a keeper until the end of the season. So I can't knock it, but I can can fly a few red flags. Now, the first thing is, does he back up this week? Yep. Probably, but Melbourne have got the three-day turnaround after Origin 2 and 3. Not ideal. He'll want to back up, I'm sure, but he's also a bloke who seems to always be carrying a niggle of some sort, so who knows? Jonah Pezzett's available as well, so he can come in and do a job for them alongside Jerome Hughes. Manly this week, great matchup. They then play Penrith next week, who will be near full strength, probably minus Nathan Cleary. Uh, It's in Melbourne, that helps, but... Tough one. Then misses round 19, then Roosters round 20. Does he back up? How does that one play out? So, <laughs> look, with a break even of 51, I think he's a very good trade-in. But the more I read into it, I think maybe you wait till after Origin and, and either get him round 20, provided he backs up, or even 21 if he wasn't to back up. What do you think?
0: I As soon as you mention that game next week against Penrith, mm-hmm. which I think they'll look at that and go – this is a legitimate chance for us to lock ourselves in for a top four spot mm-hmm. here. I do wonder if he plays this weekend. That's my big question mark.
1: Back themselves to get the job done against Manly, I would assume, as we said, without Tom Trebojevic, down in Melbourne, you'd think they'd back themselves.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah, uh, it's a tough one. He is a guy that I, I was seriously considering. I've got a feeling that I won't
1: do it at the end of the day.
0: But yeah, fuck, it's an interesting
1: line. I was the same. I was really keen for a little bit, and then I just looked into it more and more, and I thought, I think it can wait. I think it can wait. And while he's obviously a bloke I want in my team for the run home, reality is, like, 124 against the Sharks last game. The two games before that, 42 and 35. He only had one other tonne this season. So as good as he is, it's not going ballistic every week.
0: And that's the other thing. If Manly don't play turbo this week,
1: I really question if...
0: Melbourne bother with Munster. They, need to. they might take the opportunity.
1: So, fourth game of the weekend. So that middle slot. So we'll, we'll hopefully know early enough enough based on your team setup to wait for the decision. But it's, it's a bit awkward, isn't there, in the middle?
0: Yeah, I hope it's not like game two a couple of years ago when Munster gets a HIA in Origin. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next question. This one comes from Zach Waney. He says, "Is Hands a genuine keeper with Josh Hodgson out?" Plenty of mystery around Josh Hodgson. Um, Hands had a try assist on the weekend. Still did well. I, I personally don't think I can possibly put him in the genuine keeper category. I just don't get those vibes from him. But Hooker is pretty shit this year, but I still don't think Hands is in that category at all. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, genuine keeper is one of the all-time great stretchers. I mean... If Hands is a genuine keeper, I might be
0: a genuine keeper.
1: <laughs> He scored to give you um, the hot tip, I'm not. Played 80 minutes on the weekend for 61 points, 43 in base with a try. So he scored 61 points. The week before, played the full 80, scored 40 points. So, no, he's not a genuine keeper. Is he a bye? Well, no, because Hodjo could come back any week and start playing 50 minutes and Hands could be back to a 30, 40-minute roll. We said it on Monday. Uh, we're obviously not
0: doctors. If you weren't aware of that, we are not doctors. Mm-hmm. But saw Hodjo running around the game the other night, getting around. Like he, he doesn't look like he's struggling to move or anything. Yeah. If he's back in the next two weeks, that won't
1: shock me. The so I think it was a net concern with Hodge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But he was
0: doing handstands at one
1: point and he was breakdancing <laughs> and so I, I think he'll spins. be okay, yeah. So even as a bye, like... Again, he just... They've got the bye next week as well. So he could get potentially one game as a starter before going back to the bench. No. Nah.
0: no, not for me either. Uh, this one comes from Anton, one of the great Warriors fans of all time. Plenty selling, bugger, <laughs> plenty selling Buller, is it a pod play to hold him? Don't know what happened there. I thought you were going
1: to say um, Plenty Selling bugarelli. Cambridge legend? One of the greats. Definitely. I haven't Cambray's heard that legend. name in a long time. Oh, I didn't think you would have. No. The Bull? I don't
0: think he's heard it in a long time. Uh, plenty Selling Buller, pod play to hold him. Now, we spoke off camera about this a little bit. I actually like this idea. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do it myself, but it's appealing, I think.
1: Uh, speaking of Anton, super, super coach legend,
0: good man. Uh, he, he's he, he's a wise fan, isn't
1: he? Yeah, huge wise fan. Yeah, loves him. Yeah, loves it. I actually, I did uh, for the Teller. I for predicted predicted teams at the start of the year. And there were so many questions around the wires and piece them all together. But I got a second opinion from everyone, try and get as accurate as possible. Straight to Anton, mate, what do you got for me? Got an essay back of all the conjectures around every position in the team. It was the best. And it nearly all proved to be spot on. I was like, good stuff, mate. Thought it was weird when you named Jackson Ford at halfback. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, Webster said uh, three months ago in a conversation out at the park with his daughter that he was thinking about playing Ford as a big minute forward. And I was, mate, can't compete with that. Um, Buller, not Bugarelli. I don't know. I just, I like his draw. He's the most sold player this week. Obviously, people are scrambling for numbers. He's definitely peaked in price at 712K, 94 break even. But the three games prior, he had a three-round average of about 110. Cowboys next week, up in Townsville, great stadium for scoring points. is round 19, so major buy-round coverage. Yep. After that, plays Newcastle into the Dragons before becoming a, de- a trade to Turbo... Like... Trell round 20, post-Origin, Bunnies have the buy. So Trell will be a huge option from round 21. So it could be an easy to offload there all the week after. Turbo around that time as well. Like Turbo plays Origin round 19, every chance at resting round 20, round 21. I'm just thinking hold through to there.
0: Hasn't really put a foot wrong. Yeah, I have to trade someone this week. He's one of my three, but he's definitely my third option.
1: I can see why people are trading. Yeah. But... Said it's a bit of a pod play to, to potentially hold on to him because the masses are flipping him. Uh, I think I'll hold tight.
0: I like it. Uh, ben Coates to Gra- Coach Graham says, uh, What do we do with Hosking? Uh, look, we've spoken about Hosking, see what happens this weekend. But I think all signs point to that Ivan wants to rest him. Uh, wh- however, you want to look
1: at it, I don't think he's going to be an 80 minute guy for the next few weeks. If he doesn't play, sell if he comes onto the bench. Still sell, and they should definitely need minutes, like a player. If he starts, I'll hold for one more week and stick with him.
0: If he starts, I will hold for another week. Yeah. Anything and else? But I still don't think he's a bad sell, even if he starts, to be yep. honest with you. So yeah. make your own mind there.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they've shown that they can bring on Jamie Salmon and play 30 minutes. So he could come in and play like 40, 50 minutes potentially, Hosking. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. This one comes from Tane Martin. Better buy Walker, Gutho, Munster. Who would you be going for out of those three? If you had to buy one of them this week, who'd be your guy?
1: I think Cody Walker's the play still. Obviously missed last game due to a, a little niggle, but didn't seem to be anything too sort of significant. You've got a bloke averaging seventy seven points in sublime form. So he started Jeez, the season. Eight hundred K. A lot of Bicky. Yeah, but I feel like by now we should have a bit of Bicky in our squads, into value. He has, he's a keeper till the end of the season. He plays the third major by round against the Bulldogs. Cowboys this week, then the Warriors, Doggies. <laughs> uh, since, so he started the season with a three-round average of about 35-40, pretty ordinary. Since then, he hasn't scored under 63. In that time, he's had four tonnes.
0: I think he's the man. Those next three weeks are bloody appealing, aren't they? Yep. Cows, Waz, Canterbury. Interesting, interesting. A guy that I probably wasn't considering 45 seconds ago. <laughs> All right, uh, this one comes from Quinn Fix. Metcalf, only one by left at 316k. Surely an upgrade from Katoa. Uh We sort of spoke about this earlier in the show. We think tomorrow Martin is too. well oh, I think I don't have words in your mouth. I think tomorrow Martin is too much of a risk when he does come back. I think he will be there. Um, love Metcalf and the biggest fucking fan in the world. I think he's done well, but I think realistically, the vast majority of good things he's done has been the back of just good support play. Mm. I still think that is Tamari Martin's jersey.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I will say firstly that the fact that it, a, majority, a lot of what he's done has been off the back of support play suggests maybe there is more to waffle. Like he's scoring well with cut the tries without line breaks, just supporting that sort of thing. But it's just what you said, mate. If Tamari is coming back in, which is due yeah. back any week now, if he loses the spot, I keep saying it, but you're stuck with – a bench plotter at best.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, yes, he probably has more to offer supercoach-wise, but doesn't mean shit if he can't hold the spot, no. which I don't think
1: he will at the moment, realistically. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Like, he could keep the spot and be 550K in a flash and off around 19 coverage and be a great buy, but, you know, you've got to sit here and, and question who are the, the best of the best trades each week, and there's question marks, big ones, around Metcalf and his job security, so I, I would look elsewhere. If he keeps a spot and scores well... Good luck to him.
0: Our next one comes from a marked man, Zane Simpson. Any chance of moving up the ranks this year, Guru? You've been the TPJ of supercoach this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zane Simpson.
0: Yeah, Zane Simpson didn't fucking miss. Get him on the show. Came off the fucking high ropes and That's delivered. That's awesome. That has that, that, that is, that is scarred me. That's hurt. Yeah. Need a cuddle from mum.
1: How do you come back from that? Is I don't it know if I
0: can't. I've been called much worse by much prettier, but that's hurt me more than anything ever has before. <laughs> uh, that's a loaded one. Shout out to you, Zane. Dickhead.
1: All right. Tavita Panguogunia.
0: Hurts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Kane Willow. Next question. Wait a few weeks to grab Fafita. You've sold him now. I don't know. I, I can't imagine why this would be the week to grab him.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. As I said, paid 33 minutes off the bench post-Origin last time around. Does he even back up? Like, his break even is 169 or something. we got to lose money over the next few weeks. Surely. Put it this way. If he doesn't lose money in the next few weeks, the Stallions are in all sorts, all sorts. of trouble. I hope so. Uh, so, no. Nah, I, I, I'll be penciling for Peter <laughs> in for around 2021-ish. Yeah. All right.
0: Trades and skippers this week. Trades-wise, look, guys, we're still sort of scrambling to work out mm-hmm. what we're doing. Uh, as I said, if Val Holmes plays this weekend, I'll make one trade. It'll probably be Kiraz to... Someone, that someone could be a CTW, that someone could be a fullback, that someone could be a 5'8", or a second row, or a front row forward. All I know is that it will not be a hooker. So that's as far as I've got. I came in here with about three guys I was potentially going to trade to. Tim's now got me thinking about another (laughs) 19. Uh, So I've got no clue what I'm doing, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. Um, If Val Holmes doesn't play, I will probably sell Hosking and Kiraz um, and rinse and repeat what I just said, because I've got no idea who I'm going with. Do you have any clue which direction you're going
1: in? There's one that I'm pretty keen on, and that's Campbell Graham. Uh, when the Blues get the job done tonight, it should mean that he doesn't play Origin 3. So we mentioned that Bunny's good draw. We look at blokes that I mentioned. Who's going to be a keeper for the run home? Well, Campbell Graham is going to be a keeper for the run home. So I can flip either of, like, more than likely, Zach Hosking out and get Campbell Graham in, in one trade. That's via Lemuelu up to the back row. I've also got Peachy's an option to sell there, depending how that sort of plays out. So, pretty keen on, on Campbell Graham. 690k, so pretty spenno, but also for a bloke who's been above 800k this season, can take that. So, yeah, I can see your mind ticking over. No, I just... And maybe I'm just being negative,
0: but I've got Campbell Graham in draft. I watched him very closely. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, the last three weeks, he has been bailed out of very shit scores with very average tries. That's my only concern with Campbell Graham.
1: I feel like in a red-hot Rabideau side, average tries could be the par for him. Like, I think he'll get them. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm not as convinced on him at the moment.
1: Basing 35 this season he few lowies this year So he's got a 43, a 39, a 37 A 41, a 34 So there's enough I mean none of them are treacherous little scores But two of them are against Penrith as well to be fair Yeah um, Yeah, you know I'm just I think the Bunnies are red hot The draw's there Plays around 19 Obviously Origin's a bit of a risk But I will say <laughs> On the off chance that the Blues get done tonight
0: on the off, rare, rare near impossible rare, yeah. chance. Won't
1: happen. But if if it were to occur, I think he's a huge chance for Oregon 3. If it's a dead rubber, just give the bloke a bloody run. Oh, 100%. I, I, think, he, I think he will make his debut. Yeah. If dead so if that occurs, I won't. Because the round 19 coverage against the Bulldogs is a big part of him, of getting him.
0: It won't. But if it does happen to occur, then, yeah, potentially look yep. elsewhere.
1: So yep. that'll be one. And then yeah, mate, it's a hard it's a hard week to go Oh like mate, it's yeah, a brutally tough yeah, week.
0: Yeah. Tough one. Um Skippers this week. I I I I I didn't expect you to take him or Graham then. He wasn't even on my radar. Mm. Interesting. Another add the twentieth to think about this <laughs> week now, which is good. Uh skippers this week, mate. I have got no fucking idea. I am I'm I'm thinking maybe Guther. Mm. Or I need to trade in a captain, which maybe Cody Walkie and may have Pulled me over the line there, potentially. Caelan um, is Prom- probably my big gun at the moment, but taking on Penrith, I can't Jeez. do that. Manu, if he plays fullback, I'd probably be looking at Manu. Uh, but Gutho, probably the one I'm leaning to at the moment, which I don't love at all.
1: But I, I don't really have many good options this week. What, yeah. are, you, what are you thinking? Uh, I will say to old mate who asked the Ponga V, whoever it was question before, don't expect the world from him this week against Penrith, yeah. because why would you? Uh, leaning towards Cody Walker, captain at this stage. If Teddy, anything would happen to Teddy in origin, again, God forbid, because I've also got him in super coach, so just not, not the time. But let's say Manu were to be playing fullback, I'd probably go Joey Manu. In, but, yeah, so Cody, skipper for now, which is <sighs> vice captain. Again, I have to come earlier in the round, and another one I need to back up, but Mitch Moses against the, the Finns. Saturday afternoon game there, so that's what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I, I can see my weekend playing out as a VC on Gutho, and then I can see my weekend playing out watching Cody Walker behind the lounge on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and if he doesn't kill it, I could even be looking at a fucking Corey Horsburgh this week with the Raiders bench. She's.: Hoping that Manu plays fullback, I will take him. But, man, I, I just have no good options here. My halves this week are Phoenix Crossland and Calum Honger.
1: You might be able to throw the C on Billy Smith.
0: Don't tempt me with a good time. Do not. <laughs> do not tempt me with a good time, okay? Um, yeah, i really got no idea which direction I'm going to go captain-wise. I may have to trade in a captain. Might end up being Cody Walker.
1: I don't hate Gutho. Yeah. Straight Gutho.
0: I mean, the, the beauty is this week that I will only have 17, so I've essentially got a free loop too. So, Oh, most of us will. Yeah, so that helps out. Big time. Uh, so, yeah, Gutho, probably the direction I'm heading. And if that doesn't work out, uh, probably going to just have a tent- temper tantrum and work something out on the fly.
1: The good thing about it is that with with Gutho being arguably your best VC option, at least he plays early in the round. So, if he goes well and you can just do the loop and you don't need to trade in a good captain, it can make a decision for you. Yeah. And, and, you know, you probably don't need anything monumental. If you can pump out 80, you probably just take it and save oh, it. I would this week, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. This has survived this yeah. week
0: for me. And then make moves later. All right, mate. Anything else to touch on? Pretty well sorted, of, mate, right here? Pretty all done and dust. Remember, guys, Blue Wealth Property. They've got those events coming up over the next few weeks. Sydney CBD, Thursday the 29th of June, Wealth Through Property. Then Wealth Through Property once again in Melbourne, Wednesday the 5th of July, 6.30pm. And then Rinse and Repeat once again on the Northern Beaches on the 5th of July, 6.30pm. So on the same night there, uh, those two. So uh, Sydney CBD, Melbourne and the Northern Beaches, plenty doing. Uh, what did you touch on last week or last night? on the SC Playbook podcast.
1: We had uh, one of the great men on, for any cricket fans out there, Ollie Davies, mm. Sydney Thunder. Dude is a gun, like hyper-aggressive. Had a chat to him last night about saying, like, mate, if Baz ball comes into the Australian Test cricket team, he'll probably batting at number three in no time because Ken hit a ball. Young fella from the from the beaches, yeah. Finished 109th for the round, I think, two weeks ago in Supercoach. Loves his footy, loves oh. his Supercoach. So we had Ollie on, and yeah, good fella. Ollie in the spy, and the the big talking point was around pros and cons of holding selling dream buller and what our fullback plans are moving forward over going through around nineteen twenty and then what do we want for the run home so that was, that was the big topic
0: I saw you in your uh, Sydney Thunder yeah. jersey is that what they call them jerseys Yeah, be a cricket jersey cricket jersey yeah, yeah. shirt turns out like you look like a dickhead in all lime green oh <laughs> That'll do us. Go out on top. Thanks for coming, legends. Make sure you go listen to the SC Playbook podcast. You want to reach out to Blue Wealth Property, send a message to myself or Timmy. Make sure you go out and grab yourself a case of bloke and a bar this weekend. Best of luck with your bets, your captains, your trades, all the above. And we will see you next week. Blues by four. 14. Blues by 14. Love it. I'm so fucking nervous. We'll see you next week. (laughs)